Hello, welcome back to Locked On Penguins for this Tuesday, May 12th of 2020. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. Today's episode is again brought to you by Built Bar. Just remember, guys, $10 off your first order at BuiltBar.com with the promo code Locked On. Um, that's for that's for quite a while now. But um, this is my first episode being a official college graduate as I finished up my last final on Monday. So that's really, really cool. And for those that have listened and that have reached out to me congratulating, um, thank you so much. I really do appreciate all the kind thoughts. Um, definitely a weird moment in my life that I'm not going to be having school anytime soon. But, um, you know, got to take that next step sometime. So, um, like I said, I do, I do really appreciate everyone reaching out and just offering their kind words and everything like that. Um, before we get to um, this day in Penguins history, we've had a lot of that lately. Um, breaking Penguins story that just came out right now. Um, some very sad news, I should say. Um, Penguins have announced uh, furloughs for employees. Um, they're basically going to be placing several employees on furlough due, of course, to the pandemic, which has halted play. Um, in the, um, this is coming from Seth Warbaugh from the Pittsburgh Tribune Review. Um, he says the team has indicated that the unpaid furloughs will last four months beginning June 1st and they'll continue to receive full health benefits and will be eligible for unemployment and stimulus um, benefits. Um, yeah, uh, in in my thoughts, you know, everyone I'm sure will agree that sucks in every possible way. Um, that absolutely um, blows. I'm really hoping that these employees will come back when this pandemic is all over and that we can get back to a sense of normalcy in our lives. But, you know, this just... This news stinks, you know, especially reading um, David Morehouse's quote in Seth's article, basically. Um, These decisions are extremely difficult, but they are necessary for us to endure this crisis and to be able to resume our position as one of the best teams in sports whenever hockey returns. My hope is that hockey will resume in the relatively near future and that we'll be back operating with an increased staff. Um, I also read from Matt Denzel, who writes for the... um, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, and he basically had a quote from Morehouse saying, you know, this is one of the most difficult things that I've ever had to do um, in my career. So, yeah, that's just, like I said, I've said it twice already. It sucks. Um, that news is never news you want to hear. No, just for any company, right? it's not, it doesn't matter if it's the Penguins or if it's just a small company or another bigger corporation. It, it sucks when people are, more and more people are just getting laid off during this because, there's just there's no end in sight and it's just it's just continuing to drag and drag and drag it's just yeah um i I feel terrible for everyone involved and i I, like i said i really do hope that um they're able to come back to the team after this is um all over and have their jobs back because you know this just it's just this just sucks man so i just wanted to share some um that news and just just to share my thoughts on that so moving away from that, um, we do have the, the, our This Day in Penguins History segment here to talk about. Um, of course, over the weekend, we had May 10th, which very popular day among Penguins fans as it's basically National Washington Capitals Elimination Day. We had Nick Benino in 2016, eliminated the Capitals in that famous Game 6 game with the uh, Benino call from the Hockey Night in Punjabi, which that will forever be in my head. And then we had Mr. Elimination, Brian Russ, eliminate the Capitals along with Marc-Andre Fleury, uh, his save on, on Alex Ovechkin, and then him just... Uh, doing you know what with his stick and then Patrick Hornquist making a 2-0 and so that was in 2017 and then so for yesterday we had the game six overtime game against the New York Islanders from 2013 that was the uh the clincher um in the Penguins first run series against the Islanders um I still remember where I was for that sitting down here in my basement where I'm recording right now um I, I even tweeted out uh when I saw the clip 
you know, I said, I can still hear the scream I put out in my basement when this puck went in. And it was, it, let's, let's just say it was very, very loud. Um, I'm surprised the neighbors didn't come knock on my door. Um, that was Penguins' first series win in, I think, yeah, since 2009, 2010. Yeah, it's, it was... It, it 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 had been a while since the uh, the Penguins won a um, a playoff series a few seasons so that was just really 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 fun to um, watch back that goal you know just uh, like I said you know I, I just that goal just has a lot of meanings you know it was their first playoff uh, series win since two thousand nine two thousand ten um, as my friend Marcus said to me in the replies um, best Penguins team um, of our era not to win the cup he thinks that they're better than two thousand eight. Yeah, I think I would agree with that. That that 2013 Penguins team was just so stacked. You know, it sucks that Mark Andre Fleury had a meltdown um, in the first round against the Islanders. You know, Tomas Lukin was able to come in, and then of course it just sucked that um, the series against the Bruins happened. You know, we we talked about that in our what if, and you know we're gonna have more what ifs um, in franchise history coming this week as Sheldon Smith um, of Penguin Twitter will be a guest on the podcast coming this Thursday. It'll be his first appearance on the podcast, so. Really, really happy to get his um, insight coming this week. I can't really can't wait for that. But switching forward to today for this day in Penguins history, um, this day in 2001, the Penguins lost to the Devils three to one in the opening game of their Eastern Conference Final. We all know the Penguins lost that game um, in five games, and then the big one, really big one today, 2010, the Penguins lost to the Canadians five two in Game Seven. Um, it was the final game ever at Mellon Arena. Um, yeah, that game, that game, everything just went wrong in that game. I remember watching that game. I'm like, come on, man. And just one nothing, and then 2 nothing, and then Camilleri gets one, and 3 nothing, and then it's 4 nothing. And Marc-Andre Mark Fleury had just one of the worst games in his playoff tenure as a Penguin. That was just absolutely pathetic. And then Penguins were able to make it 4-1, and then Stahl scores to make it 4-2. And this is right before the second intermission. So I was like, okay, I think the Penguins had a 4-on-3 power play coming out into the third period, so the Penguins could have made it a game, but, you know, that, that third period, there was just nothing going on, and we all know what happened, and the score was 5-2. and two. Just everything, like I said, everything that could have went wrong in that game went wrong. It was a shame that Mellon Arena had to go out that day. Um, Jesse Marshall had a really, really good tweet this morning um, that I retweeted. You know, he basically just said, you know, 10 years ago today, we all walked out of Mellon Arena for the last time. Um eh. This is probably going to sound weird to some people. Um, I never got a chance to go to the Igloo. Never, ever, ever got a chance. Um, I, I, I wish I could have. Um, I have many, many regrets in my life. Um, but one of the biggest ones up there is never getting an opportunity to go to Mellon Arena. Um, I just, I never was able to get tickets. My mom never really took me to a game there. My mom, of course, went there many times because, you know, she grew up a Penguins fan and everything. But, you know, just... Not being able to go to Mellon Arena, I'll always kick myself after that. You just hearing the the scenes of the crowd just cheering so loudly, you know, just seeing it on TV. It's just it's a sight to behold, man. It really was. It's one of those old time classic hockey barns that you just you can never get tired of. And you know, to just illustrate my point on just how loud this arena can get, you know, I'm just gonna play a short clip here after the. Um, this was a Sidney Crosby goal against the Red Wings in Game 4 of the 2009 Stanley Cup Final to put the Penguins up 3-2. to two. That awesome two-on-one goal Malkin giving it to Crosby. And just, it's going to probably sound loud when you guys listen to this. You know, maybe turn down your volume just a little bit. But um, just listen to how loud this arena is for almost a full minute after this goal is let in. So just, just hear this. I'm going to play this for about, you know, maybe 45 seconds to a minute. So here it goes. Everybody is out of their seat. There's momentum. There's belief going on here in Gates 4. 
it's just it just it does not get better than that. I'm sorry if that was just very loud for some people, but just it, you don't do you ever do we ever get that in PBG Paints Arena to this day? No, you honestly don't really get that in a lot of NHL arenas today. Just oh man, I, I miss Mellon Arena every day, and just you know, it, it just it looks so different now when you walk to that area because Mellon Arena, of course, no longer there, hasn't been there for some time now. It's just. The area looks so different, and that's just that's what still gets me this day because I would always watch the games on my TV. It would just you see the big screen, you see Mellon Arena right there, and the whole area just looks so different now. And it's just you know the, the nostalgia is still there, and um, I, I miss Mellon Arena each and every day because uh, it was not very often in the playoffs where a team would just walk in there and beat the Penguins. There just was not, and you know. Um, I did not know that the game seven happened today. Like I said, that game seven was just absolutely brutal in every possible way. And, you know, I hope you guys were able to, uh, listen to that crowd at Mellon arena because it is, it was, it was truly a sight to behold when I was seeing that live on television. It just, it gives you goosebumps when you hear it. It really, really does. But all right. So with that said, guys, it is time to talk about, uh, built bars so they are tasty they are protein bars that taste like a candy bar 16 amazing flavors eight chocolate nut flavors eight chocolate nut free flavors they are bars that are covered in 100 chocolate they are soft and they are very very easy to chew they are also healthy they are low calorie low sugar high protein high fiber i was able to try a few more flavors this weekend i very much enjoyed them my favorite flavor though is still the peanut butter brownie 20 grams of protein 170 calories three grams of sugar and three grams of net carbs. And as I said, in the beginning of the show, we are doing an offer. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on and you'll get $10 off your first order. Use promo code locked on for $10 off at builtbar.com. So just wanted to relay all that information to you guys. And we uh, keep on doing it uh, for the remainder of this week and for the foreseeable future um, as well. So other news in Penguin Land today, um, Darren Dreger was able to um, have Sidney Crosby on the Dreger Cafe um, to talk about the playoffs and what his uh, ideal format would be. Sid basically told um, Dreger he still prefers the 2014 playoff format. Um, I'll actually play this clip for you guys right now on the podcast. This was posted by um, TSN uh, earlier today, and it was also on YouTube, so I'll play it right here for you guys. Well, the 2014 format, as long as you're playing four rounds of the playoffs and not uh, an NCAA tournament type of uh, format. Yeah, I mean, I'd prefer that. And, and it's there's so many factors, right? Like this, the safety of players is number one. And if you're yeah. able to establish that, then, then you know, you want to keep the integrity of what the playoffs have been for a long, long time. It's difficult to win the Stanley Cup and you want to win it, you know, the right way. And that's you know, four best four or seven series. So that's how we know it. And, you know, with a time like this, you know, we're all open to, to ideas and formats and things like that, but you hope that we can, we can keep that. So there it is from wise words himself from the Penguins captain, Sidney Crosby. Also one thing about this video that I really much enjoy, even during a season hiatus, Sidney Crosby's playoff beard is in full effect. He does not change up his routines. This dude is a, Super cystic dude, unlike any other that I've ever seen. I did not expect him to have um, any sort of beard going, but you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Especially during this time when you know he's been, you know, for going to four Stanley Cup Finals. You know, he's uh, he's pretty used to having a playoff beard at this time. So I thought that was really cool. But um, you know, twenty four teams. Um, 
I do think that's probably what's going to happen, though. I'm not, like I said, I'm not really too keen on Montreal and Chicago getting in. Maybe they can lower down to 20 teams w- with a 7 versus 10 and an 8 versus 9, so a team like Montreal or um, Chicago doesn't get in because I don't really think either of those teams deserved to get in. We also had uh, more news from Derek Drugger today. They had an insider training on TSN. He basically said that um, the NHL, they're working with the Players Association and the Return to Play Committee to finalize pr- protocols for Phase 2 within the next two weeks. For those, for those that do not know about Phase 2, that's basically just allowing training facilities like practice facilities to open up, but only skating to be allowed in like small groups. You still have to social distance and everything. Um, they were hoping to get this done by mid-May, which is right now towards the late portions of May. So that's in a couple of weeks. So like the tweet says, you know, in the next couple of weeks, which is right around Memorial Day weekend. So that's, I think, the goal uh, for what they're looking at right now, at least. And also that full uh, conversation with Sidney Crosby and Darren Dreger is going to air tomorrow. I think it'll be up on YouTube and it'll air on TSN. Apparently that was just a small preview uh, clip of it. So um, that was still a good clip from Sidney Crosby. It was good to hear from him. You know, he's still quarantined in Pittsburgh and everything. He did not go back to uh, Nova Scotia or anything like that. So, you know, good news that he's still doing well and that, you know, he's still rocking the playoff here, baby, even though there's uh, no season right now and there might not be a season um, until November or December. Who, who knows at this point? Also, uh, it was announced uh, the other day, top team video nominee from the for the Fan Choice Awards for the NHL, uh, Alex Letang, Chris Letang's son, is up for it. So um, please go ahead and vote for Alexander Letang because um, the cuteness overload for him is just absolutely, it, it's awesome. You know, If he doesn't win, there's something seriously wrong with the system. So yes, go and vote for that. I can't believe I actually just said that and I had this on my podcast at this time of year, but you know, desperate times call for desperate measures. And that is one of the, uh, some of the Penguins news that has come out in recent days here. They're also redoing the, uh, the 91 Stanley cup final. And I think it was, uh, yesterday in Penguins history, they won the Wales championship. Yeah. They, they did tweet it out yesterday. Yeah. It was on, yeah, this day in 1991. And you know, we all know what happens next as they're airing the 91 Stanley cup final. So if you guys have nothing to do, which uh, I'm sure you guys don't have, have a lot to do, during these nights when we're at home quarantining. Um, turn that on. I think they'll be airing game two tomorrow night on AT&T Sportsnet. And the Penguins also have said that there will be a stream link uh, to stream this game. I'm definitely interested in watching that because I have not watched back a lot of those 91. I have not watched back those games in a while. So that would be really cool to do. So like I said, if you guys have nothing to do tomorrow, definitely tune that on. They'll be doing the 91 Stanley Cup Final. And I'm sure next up will be 92. And then I don't know what they're going to do. I'm, I know they're probably not going to air 2009, 2016, 2017 back. Maybe they'll just take people's suggestions and, you know, air like a really cool comeback from a regular season game or they'll do a comeback in an uh, awesome playoff game that wasn't like a Stanley Cup Final game, maybe a conference championship game or a first round or second round game. I think that would be really, really cool for the Penguins to do as well. So for this last segment, uh, we'll be closing out this episode with some um, a really cool tweet today from John, John Scott, of course, former NHL player and um, MVP of the All-Star Game. We cannot remember that. I still can't believe that happened. I remember when people were just voting for him as like it basically a sick joke and then he actually was able to was got on the All-Star team and then was, wasn't he made captain, I think, which is just... What an awesome story for John Scott. But anywho, um, so basically he asked, you know, what is your biggest hockey-related pet peeve? Um, so for mine, if you guys didn't see it, I put the delay of game penalties in so many ways, just stupid. Um, I have always been a hater of that uh, call. I think it is completely ludicrous that that is a penalty. Oh my God, you put the puck into a play by accident. Oh, yep, two-minute mi- uh, minor penalty. 
I mean, like, are we really going to call that a penalty, man? I mean, come on. I mean, of course, you know, the biggest memory from that is what happened in the game against the Capitals in Game 6, where the Penguins almost blew that game. Thank God for Nick Menino in overtime. We touched on that um, earlier in this episode. Uh, you know, really, really thank God for Nick Menino with that goal, because that would have been a... You know, just look, you could have looked back on that game a lot differently if um, the Penguins find a way to lose that. You know, just the three in a row delay game penalties. It's just, it's just dumb because like every, almost every time it's it's an accident and, and it's like, come on, man. Like there's just really no need to have that as a penalty. I wish they would just abolish that. And my other one is, you know, let's not forget when the ref wants to inflate their ego and just kick players out of the faceoff circle. Just drop the damn puck. Uh, that is also one of my massive, massive pet peeves um, of this game. It's just the officials in general. I've never um, been a fan of NHL officiating. I'm sure if you guys listen to this podcast, you probably are not a a fan of NHL officiating either. I don't know how you really can be. Um, Their officials are just absolutely awful in every single way. But it's just the refusal to just drop the puck. You have two guys that they come in, they they have the puck out. They'll, they'll, they'll like basically tease dropping it and one guy will put his stick down and then the ref will be like, oh, you're out. And it's like, what are we doing here? <laughs> I don't, I really, really do not understand what the hell we're doing here. And then <laughs> if the other player does it, he'll kick him out too. And then two new guys will come in. And then the funny part is if another guy gets kicked out, it's a penalty. And it's all because the ref, I think, wants to just inflate their ego. It's like, just drop the damn puck. No one is is there that wants to see you. I just really don't understand why they have to do that. Um, no one wants to watch you tease to drop the puck. Just drop the puck on the first opportunity, and it really, really is not that big of a deal. Um, other people that uh, commented, uh, uh, Mad Chad four one two Chad, a uh, uh, friend of the podcast. You know, basically he had his. You know, the refs not calling blame penalties because either a team already got a few power plays or it's overtime or at the end of a game. Called the game the same way the entire game. Um, if I did run out of characters, that was all honestly going to be another one of mine as well. One of my favorite classic ones was when um, it was the Islanders versus the Panthers in the playoff series. The Islanders, of course, won this game. And Trocek was basically coming down, almost had a full empty net. He was tripped, blatantly tripped, at, at no penalty. And, of course, we all know what happened. The Islanders were able to um, tie the game and then win in an overtime. And it was just like, Rev, like, are you just not going to call this? Like, if, if this were, like, in the first period or the second period, it wouldn't 100% be called. But, you know, it, it's like they pick and choose what penalties to call at the end of games. And, you know, I'm all for sometimes, you know, letting the teams play. I 100% understand that. But, you know, you can't just ignore blatant penalties because it's swallow your whistles. I, I hate that about this sport. It's just, it's so annoying. Call the game fair for both teams. Call penalties when you see them. Don't ignore blatant penalties. It's just, it's ridiculous. And everyone sees it. That's the funniest thing about it. Everyone sees these blatant penalties going uncalled. But then, you know, you have like statements from the commissioner and Bill Daly. And they're just like, oh yeah, there's no officiating problem in the league. It's like, oh really? Um, I would love, I beg to differ. (laughs) I think there's a pretty big officiating problem with how they just swallow their whistles and they don't call penalties and you know they'll they'll call some of the most ticky tacky penalties but and then like i said they'll just ignore the blatant ones it just it really does not make any sense i know i sound like i'm on repeat mode at this point but i get on i could spend a whole episode just talking about nhl officiating because it truly is just awful in every single way i'm just reading some more replies right now as i just scroll through this tweet someone said jack edwards of course the nesm bruins announcer who you know he's had his fair share of hiccups along the way fans banging on the glass in the wave you know the wave the wave sucks for any sporting event i will die on that hill every single day of the week the wave sucks anyone that does the wave during a sporting event should not be allowed in i will totally 
um, say that. Someone said three on three overtime. Um, that's just uh, ridiculous. Oh, this one's also good from Jack Forder, Jack underscore Forder. People who yell shoot every time your team has the puck. Yes. Any one of those people that yells shoot when they have the puck, leave the arena. I hate when people do that. You know, it, it, that's only basically applicable when your team is maybe is on like a five on three or something like that. And it's basically been a full minute and they haven't gotten a shot on that. Then it's basically okay. Maybe to yell shoot once, but you know, all the other times, please don't yell that. It's just, it's just very, very, very annoying. Uh, someone just said Pierre Maguire talking. That's, that's, that's really, really good. The loser point, um, Gary Bettman, um, retaliation after a clean hit. Yeah. That, that's a good one too. The shootout, but yeah, the retaliation after clean hit, that's a good one too. And, um, yeah, I think that's, I'll just wrap it up with that. Those were some really, really good answers to that question from John Scott. I was really glad that he asked that. It was really cool to see some, what, um, some other fans are saying, you know, we'll be back, uh, with more tomorrow for lockdown penguins this week. We'll do more franchise. What ifs tomorrow. Then of course on Thursday, we'll have Sheldon Smith come on to talk about some of his biggest franchise. What ifs for the penguins and, um, you know, just, 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 I don't want to pick his brain about it. You know, I've already shared some of mine. I just really want to pick his brain about it and see um, what are some of his biggest ones. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. And also thank you to the kind for the kind wishes about the graduation. Everything it really does mean a lot. So we will be, we will be back tomorrow on Wednesday. I just cannot talk today. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the time. I don't know. I just, I just cannot talk today. So I'm just going to sign out now. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. And we will be back tomorrow with another episode. Take care, senior everyone.